Welcome to The Vortex with your host, Addie, an ancient cosmic soul, transformation and mindset expert, and evolutionary astrologer. My mission is to help inspire and guide you to help unlock your soul's potential so you can live a joyful, empowered, abundant life. This is a podcast where we take deep dives into topics all along the lines of astrology, spirituality, metaphysics, and so much more. So with further ado, let's dive into today's episode and topic. Hello again, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode of Welcome to the Vortex with your host, Addie. Today's episode, you can kind of think of it as like your little like spring eclipse season survival guide along with Mercury retrograde survival guide. So we'll be talking a lot about these eclipses along with Mercury retrograde in this episode. I will really be focusing on the new moon solar eclipse more specifically in this episode than the lunar eclipse because I will be doing a whole other episode for that full moon lunar eclipse in the next couple weeks, but I will definitely be mentioning it here. So this episode will definitely be more geared towards the new moon solar eclipse we have this week along with Mercury retrograde happening this week. And just a couple announcements before I dive into this episode, because I forgot to announce it last week, but I am still doing my astrology readings or the PDF reports, and I've been having a lot of fun doing those. I like doing like the PDF written reports right now, just still trying to figure out how to balance like this, my, my job, and trying to find like time to do a personal life, so really trying to work out that stuff out, so... That's why these offerings, like, right now, like, if you want to get a service from me, just, I'm not doing live services right now. Everything is just, like, a written report or pre-recorded. That's just how it is right now. And what else? I think that's really just everything for my own announcements. So now let's just go into this current week's astrology, and then we'll dive into this episode. So I'm recording this on April 16th. We have the moon in Pisces right now on April 16th. The sun is at 26 degrees of Aries. And tomorrow, April 17th, is Monday. And around like 8.30 p.m.-ish Eastern Standard Time, so that'll be about 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, is when we see the moon at 29 Pisces. So that's really when we have like the kickoff for the dark moon, like the dark balsamic moon phase. And the dark moon phase always comes 30 degrees before we have the new moon. And the dark moon phase is also a great time to really go within and just release anything no longer serving you. And we will be talking about that in this episode because then April 19th, April 20th is the actual Aries new moon solar eclipse happening at 29 Aries and this happens April 20th at 12 12 a.m. so then that's April 19th at 9 12 p.m. and this is more like a hybrid one because it does ingress into a sun and moon in Taurus a couple hours after this so we're getting like big Aries energy but also some big Taurus energy and so that's why next week will be my Taurus season episode because there's just still a lot going on with Aries energy right now like I mean this episode could probably be like two hours long if I were to cover Taurus season as well so that's why I'm going to do that next week but then April 21st after we have the Aries new moon after we have the sun 
in regards to Taurus, then April 21st, we have Mercury go retrograde in Taurus conjunct Uranus because Mercury is, is two degrees away from the planet Uranus. And this happens at 4.35 a.m. It's also conjunct the moon when Mercury goes retrograde. So we're, we're going to have a lot of fun talking about that. And that happens on April 21st. And then April 23rd is Mercury sextile Mars. And then the next eclipse, so the, the lunar eclipse that we will be seeing in this eclipse season cycle is happening on May 5th, and it's the Scorpio full moon eclipse. So I will be mentioning that. But now that we know everything that's going on for this week, let's just do a little recap from last week, and then we'll really dive into this week's episode. So last week, because it was after the Libra full moon, last week was the Sun conjunct Jupiter week. And yeah, there's actually a few things I want to say about this. So last week was Sun conjunct Jupiter. And if you have been a listener of this podcast for a while, then you know I love to go into both the positives and the negatives of transits of planets, of everything. I like to look at the good and the bad of all things. And what I was seeing on social media last week was a lot of just like the fluff. And this is what gets me like with like the pop astrology, the social media astrology. And I'm still like, I still consider myself a newbie astrologer myself, even though I've been studying for a few years now and I study every single day. And I don't let a day go by where I don't look at astrology. Like I'm always looking at astrology charts. But I'm still learning. I'm learning something new every day when it comes to astrology. And what really got me, though, was what I was seeing from other astrologers was they were just posting Sun conjunct Jupiter. This is the luckiest day of the year. This is the best day of the year, the most positive time of the year. And for some people, it probably was that. It probably was the best time of the year. It probably felt like really good luck. But this is where it gets me because... While Jupiter can be super positive and bring beautiful, positive, abundant energy, it can also bring some really sour, negative stuff. So while some people could have had the best day of their lives, it could have brought the worst day of their lives to other people. It could have brought some weird ass shit up to the surface, could have brought some weird stuff up, and that's okay too. There's nothing wrong with you if something bad happened that day because that's your own personal astrology term. Maybe Jupiter was like opposing your sun. Maybe Jupiter was making a square to your Venus. I don't know, but that's okay because sometimes if a Jupiter transit isn't super positive, it's showing you where you need to improve upon. Maybe it's showing you, okay, you know, I fell down the wrong path. This is my chance to course correct. And that's why I always try, even on social media, to really showcase the positive and the negatives because it can, this is where like astrology can get like a negative connotation, a negative light shown at it, and just where it can get a bad rep is these people only showcasing like the, like the best, like the most positive traits of a transit when really it could have brought some negative shit up too. Because for me personally, I was experiencing so many tech issues last week, and it was also on Sun Conjunct Jupiter, and I just had to roll with it and then I also had to ask myself, you know what, I need to change how I react to these 
technological situations and all these mishaps, I need to change how I react to them and try to react to it in a better way. And that was my little Sun conjunct Jupiter lesson there. Because this wasn't our typical Sun conjunct Jupiter either, because this wasn't Aries. Aries being that first fire cardinal sign of the zodiac, so this is really giving us that courage, that confidence, that optimism. But both Sun and Jupiter met up with Chiron, so this was also giving us like these deep healing elements. So this is also helping us continue to do that healing work giving us that confidence and courage to continue looking at our shadows for what they truly are and then we also had venus go into gemini on april 11th last week so now with venus and gemini this definitely brings a more curious inquisitive nature into the collective more like craving for mental stimulation intellectual conversations so that's very interesting we also had the moon and pluto meet up for the first time in aquarius that happened thursday night and that was the first time of all of our lifetimes that we ever saw that happen and that definitely brought some weird stuff up i mean i just was dealing with so many weird ass technology issues last week and that was just like my big thing was just technology was not my best friend last week and i had to find different workarounds i had to find different ways through it and that was like that was also my venus square saturn lesson too because we also had venus square saturn last week and oh we also had mercury semi square neptune last week too so there was just a lot of weird stuff going on last week so if you had weird stuff happen it's okay you're not alone and thank you for listening to my little rant about just like how some people only focus on the positive traits with astrology and then it just it just gets me because I'm someone where I want to look at everything. Like I'm the person where I want the bad news first and the good news last. Like tell me the bad news first. Like that's just who I am, but that's also my Mars and Scorpio, my Pluto and Scorpio. What up? But anyway, so now let's just go into this week's astrology and now let's just talk about this eclipse season and mercury retrograde and let's just get into the meat and potatoes of this episode so let's just dive right in now so before i dive into the astrology charts let's just talk about eclipse season in general first because i do have a couple articles pulled up where i was just doing some just eclipse season research because I always like to just share a little information on eclipses because to me eclipses and I've touched on this before in previous eclipse season episodes but and I'm not going to pull up the website but I have touched on it back in previous episodes but in Vedic astrology the Indians and Vedic astrologers really believe that eclipse season can bring in big like spiritual phenomenons like it's a time where a lot of like spiritual entities demonic entities and just i guess i guess we can just say entities try to come in and infiltrate infiltrate the planet at this time because the veil is super thin at this time and there's pretty much like the veil is just lifted i mean there's just the veil's thin to begin with it's a fucking veil let's be real here the veil like i just like that saying always gets me, oh, the veil's so thin. Well, it's a veil to begin with. It's a veil, it's thin, okay. Anyway, sorry, I know I'm going on weird tangents today. That's just how, this is just going to be a weird episode, I guess. But we're just going to roll with it. Okay, anyway, so we know the veil is thin. But what they believe is that there's these different, like, demonic entities 
or just like positive spiritual entities want to come in through this time and so doing like spiritual protective work at this time is very important and that's why like you might be seeing astrologers or just like spiritual people in general be posting like do not manifest and do not call in anything new at this time and that is definitely super true especially since we have this new moon eclipse coming because normally new moons are a great time for calling in something new and for bringing new intentions but with this being a new moon solar eclipse this is a time to just build upon what you've already been calling in especially since this is happening in Aries what you can really do is this is the second Aries new moon so what were those for like from the first Aries new moon we had back in March what were those intentions that you set how can you build upon those intentions how can you expand upon those and use those intentions for this Aries new moon that's just one aspect you don't have to listen to me you don't have to do what I say but that's just a suggestion on how you can really utilize these energies to your advantage because going back to what I was saying with like the Vedic astrologers is they really believe that this time is a very potent time for spirits to infiltrate the planet so this is a time to be very intentional with what you're calling in with the protective forces the protective mechanisms that you're doing at this time and be aware like if you're someone who does like deity work who calls on different like angels spirits definitely be aware and be careful at this time because especially like i'm just feeling like this message too like if you're someone who ever like uses a ouija board like definitely do not use a ouija board during eclipse season because i mean ouija boards in general just bring like weird demonic forces entities to the surface like i don't think there's ever been a positive entity that comes through from a ouija board but this is the time where weird like dark forces are really trying to come through like it's definitely like a big battle of light versus dark at this time too with eclipse season but then another aspect with eclipse season where like the vedic astrologers really believe that it's a time where just different spiritual entities are trying to infiltrate the planet and infiltrate yourself this is a time where it's also very transformative and just like you're you've been thrown into like that karmic ring of fire and this is like that transformative ring of fire so this is a time for us all to make new shifts this is a time for us to start writing that new chapter and ask ourselves okay where do I want to take things next? Have I been fulfilling my destiny? Have I been living on the right path? Have I been on the right path? Where do I need to course correct? Where do I need to make these changes? Now is the time that you can do that during this eclipse season. So this is a time where you don't have to worry about starting something brand new. This is a time more to make those internal shifts, make those shifts now to make the big change because this new moon is offering us a beautiful like opportunity for change and transformation and now i actually want to read because i have this pulled up from astro.com and it's an article called eclipses a meeting with destiny and i thought this article was very interesting and i'm not going to read the whole article but I'm just going to read bits and pieces here but i will include the link in the show notes so this eclipse, so this is a solar eclipse, and it says the solar eclipse is a special type of a new moon. It opens a new chapter in our life and strongly influences our personality. We get to know ourselves better, we learn who we are deep inside, and we discover our needs. 
We start something new even though we often don't know where our life will lead us or what consequences an endeavor started around that time an eclipse will have. It's often a painful experience because there are so many things we have to leave behind. We feel that something new is going to happen, but we don't merely let things happen to us. It is who it is we who make the decisions, even the most difficult ones. That's for the solar eclipse. And it says an important factor that determines the influence of a particular eclipse is the end of a lunar node axis that the eclipse falls on. So this eclipse is dealing with North Node. And the North Node, which has an influence similar to that of Jupiter, attracts new energy, makes us gain new experiences, conquer new areas of life, learn about new fields, and feel that we deserve something new and good. What's interesting too, especially since they said the North Node has an influence similar to that of Jupiter, the Sun and Moon are six degrees away from Jupiter during this solar eclipse. So there's big Jupiter energy too happening here. So this is a beautiful new moon solar eclipse for expansion and growing upon those new moon intentions you set at that first Aries new moon of Aries season back in March. Then it says inner transformation. When an eclipse aspects our planets or accesses, we can expect major changes in our lives. The most important aspects are the conjunction, square, and opposition. And now it's just going into like personal details, so I'm not going to read that. But I mean, I am including this link in the show notes. So if you are just in, like if you are interested in reading more, then... You can because it's actually a pretty interesting article actually i'm going to read this last part right here it says when does an eclipse empower us and when does it make us vulnerable so okay actually never mind i'm not going to read that because that's actually a really long paragraph but it says right here i'll just read this last paragraph from this article so eclipses falling on an access planet luminary show how blind chance or fate leads us in new directions and gives us courage to take another step into the unknown Go beyond the possibilities outlined by our birth chart or discover hidden talents and dormant needs. Often, even when the birth chart isn't affected by any important planetary transits, the strong influence of an eclipse shows us a new direction and causes a sudden change in the way we perceive our perceive ourselves and our possibilities so like this eclipse and just eclipses in general like it's just offering us another opportunity to bring change into our lives to course correct to start something new especially since this is happening at with the nodes at four degrees of taurus north known and then south node scorpio four degrees because we are getting ready to shift nodes soon in july so we only have a few more months a couple more months of north node taurus south node scorpio so this is really helping us anchor in this like nodal access lesson too so have you been like have you been learning the north node taurus lesson here have you been learning those lessons have you been doing the releasing work with south node scorpio or have you been getting stuck in south node scorpio land so that's also some questions to ask yourself and really figure out okay where have i been in line with my destiny where have i fallen off path with my destiny and there's actually another article i want to read as well just about like the eclipse to just like for this eclipse on where you can see it um yeah here we go getting ready for a rare hybrid solar eclipse on april 20th so this one will be visible from parts of the pacific and indian ocean regions um i'm going to share this article too in the show notes so if you are in 
Australia, East Timor, Eastern Indonesia, then you'll be able to see it. So North America, unfortunately, we won't be able to see it, but the other side of the world will be able to see it. And the reason why they're calling this a hybrid one is it's changing from like an annular to like a... where was that article? Hold on. I'm so sorry. I need to pull up that other article because I have like five different articles pulled up for these eclipses. And was it this one? Let's see here. Okay. Sorry about that. I actually was right. Yeah. The reason why they're calling this a hybrid eclipse is it's changing from an annular solar eclipse into a total solar eclipse. And it's really interesting and I think part of the reason why is just because it's moving from Aries into Taurus and I'm going to include these links in my show notes as well but now let's actually go into the actual astrology chart for this. We've talked enough about eclipses. We know this is a very potent time for transformation so let's talk about this Aries new moon eclipse. I'm calling this the Aries new moon round two since we already had that first Aries new moon back in March, and I'm actually going to pull up my chart for that real quick, Aries new moon, here we go, I'm going to pull up those old notes, right, that I have right here, yeah, because we had the Aries new moon on, when was that, yeah, Aries new moon was on March 21st, and that one was in opposition to the planet Ceres, to dwarf planet Ceres, so that one was really challenging us, to add more self-care into our lives, to add more nurturing, to add more, to balance out like that divine feminine masculine energy. So what were those intentions that you set around that time as well? What did, were you calling in and how can you build upon those with this Aries new moon? Because we know Aries is the first fire cardinal sign of the zodiac. So this is all about birthing something new. But with this being an eclipse, this is more along the lines of building upon that first Aries new moon we had back March 21st. This isn't about calling something brand spanking new in. This is about building upon what you've already had, especially since it's North Node Taurus. North Node Taurus, slow and steady wins the race. Have that solid, strong foundation in place. So this is really about taking those small baby steps to build up that solid, strong foundation. So that's why this is perfectly in line with the astrology and everything in the stars, that this is a new moon that we can really utilize to continue building upon what we called in from that first Aries new moon. And with this happening at 29 degrees of Aries, we're actually going to be seeing the sun and moon square Pluto and Aquarius. And we've been so used, especially for like these last 15 years, we've been so used to these squares happening with Pluto and Capricorn and with this cardinal energy. But now we're getting ready to start seeing these Pluto squares happen in fixed energy as well. So there's, it's definitely an interesting energy here. We're getting an interesting shift here with the sun square Pluto because we've been so used to seeing like the Aries sun square Pluto and Capricorn and that really was dealing with big cardinal energy. How are we like stepping into our power? How are we dealing with that? But now when we're dealing with Aries sun squaring Pluto and Aquarius, this is more about us stepping into our power more. But then when we have that Taurus sun square Pluto and Aquarius, that's more about us 
really taking more action into our physical reality and I'm going to go into that more right now. So first with the sun and Aries screwing Pluto and Aquarius, this can definitely bring some intense edgy energy up, can make us all feel on edge, definitely bring intense energy up. But this is also a moment that's reminding you, you have more power inside of you than you thought. This isn't a time to shy away from your power. This is a time to embrace the power within. Where have you been giving your power away? How have you been shying or hiding your power? This is a time to really embrace that and step into that. And then with the moon squaring Pluto, this is also bringing strong feelings and emotions up to the surface. Edgy, intense energy could also bring like frustration, anger, bitterness. This is also reminding you to stop hiding from those feelings and actually embrace them. Acknowledge them for what they truly are. This can also be an opportunity to bring healing to them as well. And that's just like the Aries energy squaring Pluto and Aquarius. And then a couple hours after this, we will see the Taurus sun and moon square Pluto and Aquarius. And then that square, it's going, that energy, it's going to help us bring more of our physical reality and taking more physical action into the mix. So this is really helping us focus more on our physical reality, bring more power into our physical reality. Because with the Aries energy squaring over to Pluto and Aquarius, that was really challenging us to step into and own our own power more on that unique individual level really step up and embrace our own leadership qualities because then with the Taurus energy shift this is really challenging us to start using that power to start building our ultimate dream life to really start making like our dreams manifest and really start turning those into our physical current reality and then we're also seeing the sun and moon at 29 Aries conjunct north node Taurus at four degrees because they're in the out at like a five degree orb there so with moon conjunct north node this is definitely a big significant time like destiny is a big deal here so this is like a new chapter is emerging definitely pay attention to any signs or hidden messages pay attention to your dreams at this time listen to your heart and intuition it's also a great time to just take a step back and reconsider your path to figure out what is truly best for you in the future right now. Have you been on the right path? What are the corrections and changes that you need to make and shift? Because then with Sun Conjunct North Node, like destiny is a huge theme here, especially since we are in eclipse season. Destiny is a huge key player here, big player here. And this is big shift and transformative change as well like big like spiritual soul alchemy something positive can happen here with sun conjunct north node so this is definitely a beautiful positive time this is also like where are you feeling called to make that shift and step up and shine more in your own life have you been fulfilling your destiny or have you not been living your destiny have you been living in south node scorpio land and do you need to make those changes because we also have the sun and moon in a six degree orb jupiter so we're still getting some sun conjunct jupiter moon conjunct jupiter energy here and with moon conjunct jupiter that's definitely good positive energy like this can also bring like some motivation for you to do something that lights you up that makes you happy this can also bring you more confidence more joy more optimism more courage for diving deep into your own emotional realms to bring more healing to those areas and then with sun conjunct jupiter we experienced that last week so this can definitely bring good luck to certain areas can bring you courage confidence to start shining that healing light more in certain areas to start doing the shadow work to dive deeper into the shadows because then also with this new moon 
like there's some big Taurus energy in the mix as well, like not just with the North Node here, but Mercury, because Mercury is about to go retrograde as well. So Mercury is two degrees away from Uranus. And with Mercury conjunct Uranus and Taurus, this is definitely helping us get new ideas, brainstorming, out of the box thinking. It's also really helping us rewrite new beliefs. So this is a beautiful time, especially since we've been having like Saturn trying South Node Scorpio with us dealing with south node scorpio this is a beautiful time to ask yourself especially since we already had venus go through taurus what were the beliefs serving you regarding money and what are the beliefs no longer serving you with money and relationships and anything how can you start rewriting those beliefs because you can actually use the mercury conjunct uranus to start rewriting those beliefs especially during the mercury retrograde and I'll get into that a little later, but you can definitely use that to start rewriting new beliefs, rewrite, rewiring your mindset because Mercury conjunct Uranus can definitely bring new ideas, brainstorm out of the box thinking, new beliefs, healing to old beliefs can also just bring something weird out of nowhere as well. Definitely be okay with the unexpected and be okay with like new weird possibilities because we're also seeing Mercury Taurus make a sextile to Mars and Cancer. So this is also bringing up like quick thinking, resource resourceful energy it's also reminding you to be decisive honest and assertive at this time as well because then we're also seeing mars and cancer make a square to chiron and aries so this is also just bringing us new out insights downloads that can help us along our healing journey what have you been learning from the hardships what is the lesson in it this is also reminding you to stop dwelling in the past but to let it go and continue to move forward, but continue to move forward while learning from it and growing with these lessons. There actually weren't a lot of like major big aspects happening with this new moon in Aries, other than just what I like went over because well, we're actually also going to be seeing Saturn and Pisces sextile North Node, but we've been dealing with that. We've been dealing with Saturn trying South Node Scorpio. So like big destiny work is at play here with this Aries new moon, especially with this being the second Aries new moon. And I definitely don't think it's a coincidence either that this is our second Aries new moon of the year especially since this one is an eclipse, this is really helping us continue building and expanding upon what we called in and manifested during that first Aries new moon. So I really encourage you, like if you really want to make the most of this Aries new moon, go back, like if you're someone who journals or just write stuff down or maybe just put stuff in your phone or go back on your social media, what were you posting on like March 20th, March 21st, March 22nd? What were you journaling about? What were those intentions? How can you build upon those? How can you expand upon those? How can you grow those? Because there is some big Jupiter energy. Like we have some Jupiter-Pluto energy at play here. And this is really helping us grow and expand outside our comfort zone, but it's also helping us release and let go of all the old gunk that's no longer serving us. Because then on May 5th is when we have that full moon lunar eclipse in Scorpio. And that one is really going to be helping us like purge out and release all the stuff in our reality no longer serving us. And that is going to be very transformative in itself as well. That one is going to bring a lot of potent energy as well with that happening in Scorpio. But 
We will touch on that in a separate episode. But now let's go into the Mercury retrograde and talk about Mercury retrograde in Taurus because we're going to be seeing that on April 21st after we already have the sun and moon both in Taurus. So this happens April 21st, 4.35 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So that'll be about 1.35 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we have Mercury going retrograde at 15 degrees of Taurus. And this is actually conjunct the moon in Taurus. Exactly, because we have the moon at 15 degrees of Taurus. The moon is exalted here in Taurus. And then we have Uranus at 17 degrees. So we have Mercury and the moon two degrees away from Uranus and Taurus. And that's why I was saying earlier that I really feel that this specific Mercury retrograde in Taurus is really helping us rewrite and really reflect on our beliefs, our thinking our values, anything along those lines. So this is going to be actually a very beautiful Mercury retrograde, I feel, that we can all take advantage of. And I know like there's probably already memes going around, oh no, Mercury retrograde, Mercury's in retrograde again. Oh no, oh no, I need my blanket. Oh no, woe is me. Oh no. And it just bugs me. I'm sorry, but even though there are some funny memes out there, like there's this one that's my favorite and it's like this guy getting a text from his mom and the mom is like so i heard mercury's in gatorade again i don't think you should be getting gatorade and i'm just like oh man some of those memes are just so funny gets me every time but the mercury retrograde is not a transit to fear any retrograde transit is not to fear and i'm not really sure where the whole mercury retrograde fear came into play but it's definitely like a new age thing too. It's definitely a social media mem like trick, a little like clickbait tactic. Oh no, Mercury retrograde. Or one of my favorite ones is like Mercury's in reverse cowgirl again. Oh no. But anyway, like there can be some funny memes, but Mercury retrograde is not a time to fear. Yes, it definitely brings communication, weird stuff, technology likes to misbehave. But that's okay because Mercury Retrograde is asking you to find another way through it. There's other communication ways. There's other ways through it. And I always like just put out these precautions with Mercury Retrograde. Back up any important files. Write your passwords down on a piece of paper. Go back to old communication methods. Write a letter if you need to. Double check that email before you send it out. Reread it three times before you send out that email. Write down important dates if you need to. Make sure you have the right dates. And it's okay. Like if things like if meetings like don't happen or if just something happens out of whack, that's okay too. Because sometimes, especially since this is happening two degrees away from Uranus, this Mercury retrograde can bring some weird stuff out of nowhere. Maybe like you have a meeting set up and then someone forgot the they got the wrong time and then they didn't show up and so you have to completely reschedule it. And I know it's kind of like a silly example, but it's just that's the thing. So it's like it's, it's also testing us to see how we deal with change. It's not a time to overreact and freak the fuck out. It's a time to be like, okay, how can I innovate? How can I be resourceful? How can I be quick to think? And, and I know it's a lot easier said than done because trust me, like when I'm in like weird like moments or I have to do some quick thinking I panic sometimes I get like in that fight or flight moment mechanism and I'm like oh my gosh I like always like 
think like the worst is going to happen when really it's not and it's something I have to improve upon myself and so I really feel this Mercury retrograde and Taurus conjunct Uranus two degrees away is really going to help us figure out okay how can we be more innovative how can we start thinking outside of the box more how can we start to be more innovative in our own lives how can we start bringing new like creative energy and new sparks into our own lives especially since mercury is conjunct the moon as well this is also helping us bring new ideas into our own lives bring new visions brainstorming and just to go back on the whole beliefs thing, I really feel that we can utilize this to write new beliefs, especially like, like I'm a huge like affirmation person and affirmations has been a huge thing in my own healing journey. So like rewriting beliefs and doing it to rewire your own mindset is really important. And we can all utilize that Mercury retrograde to our advantage by doing that because a retrograde is a time to go within. This is a time to reflect on within. So reflect on your own thinking. Have you do you say nice things to yourself or do you say mean things to yourself? Do you catch yourself saying more mean things or nice things or what's your belief around money, relationships, work? How can you heal those? You need to rewrite those. What are the old beliefs you need to release? And those are just some things that you can ask yourself during this Mercury retrograde. Because then we won't see Mercury station direct until May 14th because Mercury goes retrograde for about like three, three weeks, um, three to four weeks. And so we see Mercury go direct at five degrees of Taurus on May 14th. And so this will be two degrees away from the North Node. So how very interesting and how cool and this is just what's coming through my head right now. This is what I'm getting. This is a new little hypergate download. What I'm getting. Oh, wow. So, oh, my goodness. Astrogasm. Oh, my goodness. Because I'm just looking at the chart right now. And when Mercury goes direct on May 14th, we have the moon in Pisces conjunct Neptune in Pisces when this is happening. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, with Mercury <laughs> conjunct North Node Taurus... When it comes direct on May 14th with Neptune conjunct the moon in Pisces. Oh my goodness. So this is going to bring us so many beautiful downloads. Really put destiny on the forefront of our mind. Especially since this is going to be after that full moon lunar eclipse in Scorpio. So wow. Wow. This is super interesting. Oh my goodness. Okay. So lot, lots coming through here. Really making me excited here. Okay. So, wow, this is actually going to be a very, very interesting, cool Mercury retrograde in Taurus. Okay, so we start this Mercury retrograde off at 15 degrees of Taurus. And so we have Mercury go retrograde, conjunct the moon and Uranus, definitely helping us like rewrite our beliefs, helping us really go inwards, figure out our communication style, figure out new ideas, be innovative, could bring some weird stuff out of nowhere. And what's really interesting too is especially since we have Mercury go retrograde after the Aries new moon solar eclipse and that's really putting like our destiny on the forefront of our mind. And so we've already like started to write this new chapter and now with Mercury retrograde conjunct Uranus and the moon this is really helping us figure out okay what are the new beliefs that I want to serve me in this new chapter because then by the time Mercury goes direct it's going to be two degrees away from north node Taurus so then Mercury is going to be going back to north node Taurus and be like hey you know what I did meet up with the moon and Uranus after that 
Aries new moon solar eclipse and I've really been reworking on rewiring my mind rewriting these new beliefs so they will serve me in this new chapter and so Mercury is going to go back to report to the north node to be like hey you know I got these new beliefs I've been doing the work so really utilize this Mercury retrograde to do the like the mindset work to rewrite those beliefs rewire your mindset create new beliefs that will serve and uplift you like this is going to be a very beautiful beautiful, powerful Mercury retrograde that we can all use to our advantage. And then especially that we have the moon conjunct Neptune when Mercury goes direct. Like this is really helping us bring new creative downloads. It's also reminding us not to get caught in an illusion, a propaganda, like fantasy land, like thought trap, Neptune fantasy land. But this is really helping us really figure out, okay, what is that new chapter? What does that new destiny look like? What is this like new dream life for me? How do I really want to make this work? What does that look like for me? So I really think that we can all utilize this Mercury retrograde to our advantage. Like this is one that's really helping us just take things to the next level, like up level our destiny, really help us up level our mindset, rewrite those beliefs and let go of anything no longer serving you. And I'm going to leave it at that for this episode. I feel like we covered a lot for this eclipse, even this Mercury retrograde. And now I'm going to pull a couple cards just to see what comes through. I'm pulling a tarot card first. I'm pulling from the Disney Villains tarot deck. And we got Page of Cups. And it's Mr. Smee from Peter Pan. And it says the Page of Cups represents someone's shy and gentle nature, like Captain Hook's first mate, the bumbling Mr. Smee. Though Mr. Smee lacks the ruthlessness of a typical pirate, his fierce loyalty to Captain Hook is endearing. Sometimes this tarot card suggests an important message about love or friendship is on the way. Keep your eyes peeled. Also, I like that we got this card because to me, like, the, like... Aquarius Taurus square energy definitely gives off like pirate vibes to me like it's also just like giving off some pirate vibes so it's like okay how can we utilize like that own like a ruthless pirate energy in our own lives where can we kind of bring that into our own lives into play um just wanted to like throw that element but I do like that we got the page of cups now I'm pulling from the oracle of the witch deck and we got sigil And it's just like this book open with different like glyphs, like kind of like astrology planet glyphs, but um, kind of like runes and symbols in a way too. And then there's just a couple candles and it says, awaken and transform your consciousness with the power and energy of magical symbols. Mysterious symbols embedded into spells and candles and for other magical purposes is a sign of powerful witchcraft indeed. As all witches know, the very act of magic begins with a purpose that is birthed through intention. So as a witch, you must take full responsibility for your thoughts and words and be consciously aware at every moment. For witchcraft is not just an array of random symbols and incoherent mutterings. No, instead magical symbols are fused with specific intention. Depending on the purpose, and are most vital when it comes to seeding and speeding up your magic. Herein lies the power that you seek. It is time to step up and take control of your magic by being inventive. A sigil is a personally created symbol encoded with magical meaning, intention, and purpose to make spells powerful and fast working. The power comes from the act of designing the symbol while focusing on the intent of its purpose, thus transforming and encoding the meaning and its magical potential into your subconscious. Activating the sigil by simply staring at it gives immediate 
immediate access to your full potential and magical power. So get creative in your own unique way. Make sigils that are witchy, pretty, or just plain. Remember that the power comes from the coding process through your intention. The power of creation truly lies in your hands. And it it also says you're ready to power up with sigil magic. Create and draw sigils of protection, love, abundance, self-power, and anything you need. Add power symbols to baking, water bottles, your house, spells, rituals. You'll see tangible results soon. I really feel that this also coincides with Mercury retrograde conjunct the moon and Uranus. So I really like that we got this card. Definitely like Mercury retrograde and Taurus vibes too. Definitely goes along with what we were talking about that. So I like that we got this card and I hope all this information helped. I know it was like a lot of information jumping from like eclipse season to a Mercury retrograde, but there's just a lot going on this week, but there's like a lot going on every week, but that's just astrology too. So I hope this episode helped. Feel free to take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram, Addie's Astro Diary, and feel free to message me too, like if you want to learn more just about like my services, because I do offer my astrology readings or just some PDF reports or like pre-recorded Zoom readings where I record it and then I send you the video and then you can watch what I say about your chart from that. But I hope this episode helped. I hope everyone has a great week, a good new moon, solar eclipse. And remember, Mercury retrograde is not a time to fear. It's okay. You can survive it. Just make sure everything is backed up. Anything important is dealt with and signed. And until the next episode, we will chat again soon.